Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. Once again, we're not in our world headquarters in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but we are here at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri in the United States of America, and we are thrilled to be at ASI. We're hearing all types of testimonies and words of encouragement from the various ministries and uh, the institutional ministries that are uh, represented here. ASI is a convention of the laity and very often uh, ministers, pastors, workers from the church also are here as friends of the lay ministries around the world of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and we are thrilled to be part of ASI as well. My name is Christopher Beeson, and our Director of Production and Engineering today is Jordan Wagner. Jordan, I noticed that I've been looking over. When, when I mention you, you don't go to the wide shot of you on the camera there. So everybody needs to know where you are. When, when Plus, they can see us here in the booth space and uh, really see what all the noise is about. I hear popping balloons, Andrew. We'll get to you in just a minute. But I hear noise overhead. Pretty soon, we'll hear somebody on the speaker. It's almost inevitable. Uh, but anyway, we love being in this live setting here at ASI. Mission Sunlight Chat is a nonprofit organization. You can visit missionsunlight.org. That's mission, S-O-N, light.org. And if you want to give, you can click donate there. We certainly appreciate your prayers. We're very grateful for you. One more thing before we continue. We need to grow. We want to touch more lives for Jesus. We want to share the story of Jesus. We want to spread the truth as it is in Jesus. So please, if you can't give your time, you can't give your prayers or your monies, would you consider sharing this link? Give this link to a friend or even an enemy. Uh, post it on your social media, text it to a friend right now, and snail mail it if you want. Share Mission Sunlight Chat today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As I said, we're here at ASI enjoying uh, fellowship with the ministries of ASI. Pomus is a ministry of ASI, and Andrew Hosford, you are a pilot That's with Pomus. That's correct. So tell us, what is Pomus? Pomus is a, uh, the acronym stands for the Philippine Adventist Medical Aviation Services. And we're based in the Philippines. We do a lot of medevac flights to the inter-island uh, uh, areas, and also up into the mountains where there's very limited access to to the outside world and especially medical care. Very good. Andrew, before we talk much more about Palmas, I'd just like to have you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are. I've known you since you were a teenager, which wasn't that long ago, but it's been a few years. We met on a far mission field. I think we were in uh, Thailand or Cambodia or Laos. I don't remember where the first place. I think it must have been Cambodia. I think we it was started Cambodia. out. Yeah. Yeah, but. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and your experience. What led you to be a pilot? Sure. So my family uh, raised me Seventh-day Adventist as we uh, navigated our early years. We uh, were introduced to more mission stories and different contexts. And um, different stories stood out to me more than others, specifically uh, the story of Nate Saint. He was a missionary mm -hmm. in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. And his influence... Uh, really helped a whole bunch of tribes be reached uh, with the gospel and he ultimately gave his life uh, along with his friends that were fellow missionaries and the experience of, of doing that uh, opened the, the the floodgates for for western uh, religion to come into the to the the very remote uh, tribes and um, that really touched my heart because I wanted to Growing up, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. I, my parents were pilots. My 
um, my interest was in digital media and so I, I pursued that for a number of years and then in 2018 I felt the Lord called me to missions very very clearly and very specifically and then he followed that call up two weeks later with a, a specific call to mission aviation Amen. and so acting on that call I went to the School of Missionary Aviation Technology they offer a one-year mechanics training program and a one-year flight program that I graduated from and since then the Lord has really been blessing and um, out of that I joined a missionary networking uh, organization called Angel One they're kind of a logistical and support branch to uh, numerous different ministries that are involved in aviation all over the world and as a result of that I was launched to first off Nicaragua and then later um, about a year and a half ago I went to the Philippines as a full-time missionary pilot Amen Wow so quite a journey for you there yes was there ever a period of time where you experienced doubt or questions uh, about God or about your faith or did you always just feel strong all the way through there was times where it was a weaker uh, impression of of Christianity mm. uh, more doing the motions doing the actions and not really feeling it mm -hmm. I will admit that that was a, a, a portion of my life um, in 2012 I was baptized gave my heart to Jesus and from there it was one trip mission trip after another um, continuing to inspire me to continue on that path of, of uh, steady Christian life and I can't say it's been perfect um, but the Lord has been guiding all the way through okay. Wow so I want you to talk a little bit about your work at Pumice, um, but we're going to take a, a break here and then we'll come back and you can share some of that. Just a reminder, missionsunlight.org is a place where you can learn more and you can give there. Uh, please share the link to today's program or the entire show podcast platform with a friend by text, social media, or even by email. Take a moment right now during the break and share it with someone. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. Our guest today here at ASI, uh, Pomus pilot, Andrew Hosford. Andrew, um, you are here in Kansas City, Missouri for ASI, but that's not really where you live. Yes, I live in the Philippines, specifically the island of Palawan. And uh, as, as Christopher mentioned, I'm a, I'm a professional pilot that's dedicated my entire uh, entire career and life to mission service. And right now I'm serving as a medevac pilot in the Philippines. Okay, tell us uh, about PAMAS as a ministry. So PAMAS, again, stands for the Philippine Adventist Medical Aviation Services. And we operate a fleet of, uh, right now it's five different aircraft. We're looking at expanding our fleet to uh, bigger and better uh, aircraft that have more capacity. 
but a lot of our flights involve uh, patient transfers and medevac services. And for the past 17 years, Pomus has been uh, reaching the people in the Philippines through. Um, for, first, we started in, in Palawan uh, with a small little helicopter, a two-seat helicopter. Mm. And from there, we started another base up in uh, Luzon. And we've grown, and uh, that, that project now has a 182. There's a... And that's a plane. That's an airplane. And um, then we had another base start up in Mindanao near Mountain View College. Okay. And then the last latest base is starting up just south of Manila in Tui, Batangas. So between the four bases, we're, we're reaching a lot of the areas that need our services in the Philippines. So you have four bases of operation, um, and from my memory, that's mostly uh, central Philippines. Um, where do you think uh, you might go next? So there's a big open chunk in Visayas, mm -hmm. and then also um, we want to put a special emphasis on Mindoro. Uh, both of those islands don't have a lot of our services offered at this time, so we're we're looking to put a helicopter in Mindoro with, in conjunction with Adventist World Radio. Okay. And then um, we're praying about the rest. Just curious, do you run into other Christian missionary pilots while you're over there? There's a number of different organizations in the area. Um, specifically, um, some of those are up in, up in Luzon. So while, while I was working in Luzon before transitioning to Palawan, mm -hmm. um, there was a number of different uh, organizations that I was connected with. Is there a chance to rub shoulders with them, or is it just in passing? Or A lot of it's just in passing, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I'd like to learn more from, from these other organizations, but I usually do that stateside. So you're flying an airplane. It just doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of chance to share your faith. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I wondered how it would be. You know, the Philippines is a considered reached project on JoshuaProject.net. If you go look at the Philippines, um, you know, it's a green country. It shows that it's been uh, reached with Christianity. Um, but the, but once I got there, you know, I went I went there and I was like, all right, how am I going to really be effective as a missionary? I'm just going to get experience and then I'll go to some closed country mm. and and be a real witness. But when I got to the Philippines, I realized that there's a lot of people that need a sympathetic shoulder, um, a helping hand, and somebody to share Jesus with them. Even if they're Christian already, they need yeah. that. Yep. Um, specifically, the island of Palawan where I'm working, uh, just south of us, is a majority of, of animists up in the mountains. There's a lot of animism. And then uh, it's actually statistically 8% Muslim. Okay. So we're actually dealing with a lot of um, inter-island flights transport, transporting uh, Muslims back and forth. And they have a very, um, they're, they're very accepting of, of our services. And uh, it's really cool because they let us pray with, with the, the people on the flight before we take off. And it's a huge blessing to them. I remember once I was in, I think, uh, Mindanao, I think that's uh, Caldwell uh, okay. Academy, maybe there, um, and uh, was speaking, and someone told me that many of the students there are Muslim, 
at the school, and the reason they like the Adventist school is because they don't have to worry about the diet for their children in the cafeteria. Mm. And we respect their um, religious, well, the uniqueness of their faith as well. Right. And uh, so that was one of the first places where I began to understand how we could find common ground there's with the Muslim faith. There's a lot of common faith. ground if you, if you dig deeper. There's a lot of common ground with Muslims. Sure, yeah. Um, so you're a mission pilot. Got to be a good story in there. You got anything to share with us? I've got several. Okay. Um, a specific medevac flight that I was a part of, I was working with the flight nurse, Janelle Alder. Um, some of you may recognize the name. She was involved in a helicopter crash in, in March of this year. But a story before she went down in the helicopter crash, um, it was actually the, the first medevac that I was the pilot and she was the nurse and we were working together on that flight. Uh -huh. It was a Sabbath afternoon and we were kind of winding down for the day. Uh, the sun was getting lower in the sky and we get this urgent call. There's a pregnancy complication patient in the island of Cuyo. And so immediately we started getting into action and, and, and we're uh, waiting for the, the green light to go. And, right. um, she and, and, and by the way, what do you fly? I fly a Cessna 206. 206, okay. And we have the, it, it's got a, a door that, it's a bifold door and you can slide a nice, uh, nice size stretcher into the back of it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's perfect for medevacs in, in that scenario. So anyway, we got the green light, we took off. We got to the island, and the the patient, um, you know, her water had broken and everything. She was, she was well on the way through the delivery process, but it had stopped mm -hmm. progressing, and so she was in a, a very dangerous position as a mother. Um, there's there's high risk involved sure. in that, and so we loaded her up as as efficiently as we we could, and by that time we were chasing sunset, mm -hmm. and for our little airplanes that can't get up to the 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 uh, flight levels that the the Boeings and the Airbus get up to, we're not able to fly on, on an instrument flight plan um, at all. So basically, we're limited to daytime operations only. Okay. And so basically, what that means for us is we have to uh, to land before dark. Right. So we're chasing sunset and. Uh, you know, we're praying the whole way that the Lord would give us a little bit more tailwind. And I could see the, the flight counter, um, the GPS, it was counting down. And we were, we were just within minutes of sunset and we were able to land on the, the island. And um, the ambulance was able to pick them up and transfer them. And it was such a blessing. I got the text the next day that the family was so grateful for our, my our service that they named the baby it was a, a little boy they named him andrew after, after me and that really touched my heart that's pretty special that was really cool yeah yeah wow all right you got another one for us another one wait uh, you got another one i do okay hold on we're gonna take a break and come back with it we certainly hope you're being encouraged and blessed by listening to the program today we have more to come of course from andrew we need to take a break so remember you can give at missionsunlight.org and you can share this program with anyone right now. Thanks for doing both or either. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat.
Our salvation is a day-to-day -day matter, isn't it? The real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. We are at ASI enjoying the sounds of ministry all around us as people share um, coming and going down our aisle. Jordan, that camera shot again. want everybody to get a chance to see uh, folks mingling around ministry to ministry. And, of course, they get to see Jordan. Thanks so much for uh, your work producing today, Jordan. And, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us also. You are with Pomus. Um, how can people get in touch if they find what you're sharing interesting and they'd like to get involved in your ministry? How can yeah, they do that? Yeah, for sure. So Pomus has a website, pomusmission.org, um, and that'll direct you to uh, different newsletters and stories. You can find me best on Facebook uh, under my name, Andrew Hosford, or uh, my ministry page, uh, Airways of Hope, Andrew Hosford. Um, several different ways to get in touch with me, but... Uh, airwaysofhope.com is my personal website and you can find all that information there great and it was pomusmission pomusmission.org dot org pomusmission.org that's correct so they can learn more Andrew you were about to share a story before we close so go ahead yeah so sorry for the cliffhanger but here it is so one of the most touching missions that I've ever been a part of is an elderly gentleman that I had flown um, a couple days before um, this is a little bit of the preface to the story. I flew him from the island of Mapuin to uh, the hospital in, in Brooks Point where we're based. And uh, he was very his family was very touched by um, our, our services. And uh, unfortunately, he was suffering from acute appendicitis. And I think it had already ruptured by the time he was transported. Uh, his, his tummy was very tough and... Um, I just felt really sad for, for the family specifically. And so as, as time went on, uh, about three days later, I got a, another call saying that he needed to go back to the island. He, mm -hmm. he was basically, they, they couldn't do anything more as health professionals to, to help him. And that, that really touched me because I had I'd built a, a friendship with him as, yes. I, as I connected with him and flew him and his family members and so we got the airplane already the stretcher was already in the airplane and um he we uh we had some complications getting him to uh, getting him released from the hospital so mm -hmm. anyway i went into town to kind of be a, a little bit of a mediator there and um we got all the, the details figured out and they loaded him into the ambulance, and I took off on my motorcycle to try to beat them to the to the to the Palmas base. And I look in my mirrors, and the the ambulance is coming up faster and faster behind me, and they they quickly pass me. And it, I'm going as fast as my little bike will go uh, <laughs> to keep up with this ambulance because they're 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 serious about uh, getting them to to the air, uh, the airplane fast. Uh -huh. So anyway, it's it's a nice paved highway. They they they're going as fast as their their sirens will let them, and people are clearing out left and right, and it's it's just going as fast as we can. And 
as we get closer to the gravel portion before we get to our base, uh, they, they had to slow down for the for sure. the for the more rough terrain. Sure. And I was able to kind of pass them at that point and, and prepare the airplane adequately before they arrived. And so we loaded the patient. He was very lethargic and probably not very responsive at that point. And again, my, you know, my heart went out to him. He wasn't, his eyes were closed. He was, he was peaceful, but um, you could tell he was, he was suffering. Sure. And they, they, they op- opted to not have us bring a nurse and the, the family member would take the position of, of the nurse and, and try to keep him alive as long as they could. So we loaded him. We loaded the family members, we, we said a prayer, and we were off. Right. And as we got closer to the island, um, you know, he, you could tell he wasn't doing very well. And we landed. He was still alive. We unloaded him to the ambulance. And, you know, of course, there were several people that um, sh- shared their their uh, connection with this, this elderly man. And my heart went out to them. I... I cried with several of them, and I was—I I genuinely felt sorry for them. Mm. And as a result, uh, anyway, the ambulance took off, and some of these people started um, started kind of milling out after after that. And it turned out that I had to stay the night in the island just sure. because it was late enough. And right. um, anyway, I got a text later that evening that the patient had died about ten minutes after landing in, in Mapun and um, that was that was a tough a, a touching moment because mm-hmm. I had touched more than 20 20 people came up to me or roughly 20 came up and expressed how much my help had benefited them and they saw Jesus through that amen it's so a very special time so the work of the mission pilot is more than just flying an airplane that's true yeah, you, my, uh, my son Levi is very interested in aviation, and we're trying to encourage him in the direction of um, mission pilot instead right. of commercial pilot. Amen. Way, way greater rewards for the kingdom. That's true. I've seen it time and time again how rewarding mission aviation actually is. So many people's lives are touched. Me, personally, in the last year and a half of flying in the Philippines... I've flown over 230 medevacs, mm-hmm. and the Lord has really been using me there. Amen. Um, Andrew, before we uh, close, just do you have an encouraging word you want to share with with our listeners and, and, and viewers? I think I think the biggest thing I can say is be faithful in the little things. Um, I didn't start out as a mission pilot. I just listened to God's call, and each step of the way, God kept growing my faith. First, it started with finances, and then it was um, any number of things in preparation for uh, being a mission pilot. There's a lot of skills involved, and um, just be faithful in the little things. They'll they'll be they'll add up, but you just have to be patient. Thank you, Amen. Thank you for the encouragement for all of our listeners, but especially our young ones. Amen. Um, would you close us with a word of prayer? Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we've, we've shared stories of, from the Philippines. We've shared about what a mission pilot actually does. And I wish we had more time to share more stories, but you have been so gracious. Great, we were so grateful for your presence 
We're so grateful for your, uh, your leading and guidance. And I pray for our listeners today that uh, you would touch their lives in some way. And if some are being called to mission service, I pray that you would give them the courage and strength to follow through. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. That is today's program from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This has been Mission Sunlight Chat. Our guest, Andrew Hosford, his uh, ministry, Airways of Hope with Palmas Mission. Palmas, again, stands for? The Philippine Adventist Medical Aviation Services. And you can find them at palmasmission.org. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host and today's engineer, our director of production, Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing our program with your friends via text, email, or on your social media platforms. We also thank you for your gifts and your prayers, especially especially your prayers. That's all for today from our mobile studios here in Kansas City, Missouri at ASI. This is Mission Sunlight Chat.